Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy. I've pressed record, so away we go. Before I get into today's conversation, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to some of the alumni, I think is the term I'll use. Basically, for some of the people who have been on the podcast before. First of them is the band Talk Show, who were not only featured on the Radio 1 Indie Rock Show hosted by Jack Saunders but also featured in NME on the website. They were referred to as... Bear with me a moment while I find the headline, because it's a pretty cool one. Talk show are bringing a dark new wave to London's guitar scene. That sounds like a fantastic introduction to a new artist. So congrats to the talk show, who I spoke to on episode 114. I spoke to Harrison. That was the first time I'd ever heard of them or seen them live at birthdays which was a venue in Dalston and I I thought they were great just then and that headline really sums up quite well what I thought when I first saw them so congrats to them on the new exposure hope I get to see them again soon the only way is up for those folks also another artist who's making things happen Luther L-O-U-X-S-R I spoke to him on episode 78 I was introduced to him by my friend Kenneth who has also been on the podcast one of the much earlier episodes episode number 10 so luther has had some new music come out recently if you search for enough if you search for the term searching on youtube along with his artist name luther l-o-u-x-s-r you will find his latest video and it looks like things are about to be happening for him as well so it's always good to see people i've spoken to making things happen in the wider world so congrats to both of those artists talk show episode 114 and luther episode 78 that's enough about previous episodes on today's episode i am talking to two people that's played on last night's open mic so today's thursday yesterday's open mic i was in camden at the littleton arms and the last performers we had that evening were lenny and jamie who are two-thirds of the band dead idol They've got some pretty interesting backgrounds to them. And also, thank you very much to Jamie. Lenny is the singer-guitarist. Jamie played the drum, plays the drums in their band. And on the open mic, Jamie jumped on the cajon with Lenny. And when I said I'd like to talk... After I'd packed up everything, etc., I said I'd like to talk to them for the podcast. And Jamie said, I've got a... a I think it was a Rhodes shotgun mic that you can just plug into the headphone socket of your phone and you can use that. It's very directional. It's a very directional microphone so you have to point it right at the person who's talking but it helps to cut out all of the background noise and just get the audio of whoever it's pointed at he just had that in his bag along with a bunch of other audio equipment he is a drummer by name drummer by nature he carries a whole bunch of audio equipment on him which i was really grateful for that's the first time anyone's offered me a microphone to record an episode of the podcast unfortunately it was my first experience with the microphone and you kind of hear that in the conversation so Once the microphone is in, it tends to slide, like, rotate whilst inside the socket. So I had to keep trying to turn it back towards who I was talking to, and I kept forgetting to do that. So you might hear some weird type noises, some clicks and buzzes here. That's just for me being an amateur with this mic and trying to turn it towards who I'm talking to. Because I'm used to just holding the phone right in people's mouths, and that's it. But again, thank you, Jamie, for offering that to me. So today's conversation, it was meant to be five minutes, but we were just getting into it, so it's about 15 minutes, so I'll keep my intro and outro short. This is me talking to Jamie and Lenny from the band Dead Idol. I'll catch you afterwards. 
Also heads up, there is quite a lot of strong language in this episode. Every episode is marked as explicit, but I think maybe some listeners might take that for granted. So just again, there is some very strong language in this episode. From the outset and throughout, listener discretion is advised. And here is the conversation. What, the open mic? Yes, I press record. Yes, I do do this one every week. You're the one, you're the guy that does it. I'm typically Mr. Camden. But I so we have one every night except Tuesday. I tend to do every night except Saturday. So Wednesdays we now have two. One is in Dalston. Mondays we have two. I do Kings Cross and the other is at Liverpool Street. So we are all over. Yeah, how did you find out about this one? Uh, Why the open mic thing online? But it's like searching for open mics in general. Yeah, it's like open mic finder or something. I used to do them a lot, but then I stopped and... um, Yeah, I just literally just got back into it. to have you back. So, I press record. I like to capture the ambience anyway, so I'll keep all this. I am in Lipton Arms. We've just finished tonight's open mic, and I'm here with two-thirds of a band, is that right? Who have performed, who are the the headline performers tonight. So, what's your name? Uh, My name is Lenny. And who did you perform with? Uh, this is Jamie, the drummer. And the name of the band is? Dead Idol. So who's missing from the band? The bass player. The pussy. <laughs> so how long has Dead Idol been a thing? Uh, 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 not long. A couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> has, it always, has it been the same members the whole time? Th- this band, yeah. We were in a band for... We started a couple of years ago and we were called You. And then we changed our name literally in March before we went on tour in Europe. We did a tour of Europe, uh, Germany, Luxembourg, and France and stuff. Um, but we met, actually met 10 years ago and played in another band that had a few of the same songs, which was like an early incarnation of this, but it was me trying to find the band. I'm in a similar um, situation right now. We yeah. just had a rehearsal yesterday, trying out a drummer, and it didn't work out. Yeah. So I can sympathise, like, going from one band to another yeah. and trying to find the I mean, he already came and went and came back again, so I'm lucky. <laughs> and has London always been the home base for Dead Idol? Uh, yeah, it sort of is. I mean, I live in London, he lives in Nuneaton, so we sort of go between the two. Like, we do a lot of stuff up in Warwickshire and we do a lot of stuff in London. And you're saying it's been a while since you've done an open mic? Me personally, yeah, like. Probably so would you like do dead idol here. material out of mics and kind of? Use yeah, them we usually tour. A mishmash, yeah. We we're normally just playing as a band and touring. And but you're typically together. on the road. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah I mean, we just we just did a tour uh, around Europe, like just did like three week tour, and then uh, ah, take a road and then I play in another band as well. I play in a punk band. Um, What's the name of that? UK Subs was the name. So you're just like a full-time drummer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the most, how many bands have you been there at the same time? Nine. When I was, no, when I, when I was, when I was 18, so I'm coming up to 35 now, uh, that was, I was in, I was in about 10, 10, 11 bands at the same time. But that's how I, I, I got a job at working in a rehearsal studio. Um, and the guy, that owned the studio basically said that you're always here why don't you, why don't you work for me you can just like you know look after the bands if anyone needs anything you can still do your rehearsals but you know like if anyone needs anything just come out of your room for a minute just sort them out and then go back to your rehearsal 
I'll let you have your rehearsal, your share of the rehearsals for free and, and everything. And I was just in fucking loads of bands, funk bands, metal bands, punk bands. Yeah. You know, and it's it's a back in the meeting, right? Yeah. Commentary, yeah, that was, yeah. So um, when did you first start? I guess you started playing the drums and then got involved in all this? Yeah, my, my dad's a drummer. Um, so I started playing when I was 13 and just uh, started playing with a really shitty little band. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> oh, no, yeah. <laughs> someday yeah. get some, something good. One yeah, day. One yeah. Day. So we might do time. something one day. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then you know, but like, but then by the time I was fifteen, I was just absolutely fucking convinced that's what I want to do. I don't want to do anything else. But when I was eighteen, I, I picked up a job as a grave digger. Um, why did you, you get know, sacked? I got sacked. For, <laughs> I got sacked for dancing on top of the coffin <laughs> when I was burying it. Um, and <laughs> do I want to know <laughs> what? And, yeah, yeah, and 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 um, yeah, and then and but I, I fucking I got sacked from the supermarket for putting my dick in the in the, the tea when I made all my bosses a cup of tea. I, I got sacked from another supermarket for throwing a watermelon at my mate and it missed him and hit someone else. I just oh, didn't give these, a fuck. These are all similar reasons I got sacked at supermarkets. <laughs> <laughs> but it's because you don't give a shit about the job. You, you, you know what you want to do. You know that that's the thing that you're going to do. Yeah. And anything else is just like... Yeah, I need a new symbol, you know, like, right, I'll get a job. <laughs> I'll work in a fucking butcher's or I'll work, I'll bury bodies or whatever. You know? So what's so, the longest like, you folks have been away from home because of music? Well, for me, um, yeah, I mean, it, for me, it's, it's sort of, it's one of them, I'll be away for, I'll be away for like four or five months and then I'll be home for a couple of days and then go on tour again for a few weeks and then come back and then I might have a month off or, it's just, it just varies, it just depends. You know? That typically happens after, like, on tour, off, on tour, off. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So With different you? bands as well. Like. So when's your next tour? When are you next? Uh, tour? next week. <laughs> So this is a rare moment we've got to catch you both together before. Yeah. Yeah. So how are you on the weekend next? We're in the studio at the minute, so. Okay. So we're in the studio tomorrow. Just like mixing. That's your main band. No, UK sub. For me, UK subs is my my main band. So you know, we tour. We tour with shitloads. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I joined the band, we were doing like 220 gigs a year, and now now it's like 100. 10, 120 maybe, but still a lot. But uh, you know, but the thing is, they're they're on the way. Sort of, they're an old band. They've been going for 40 years, and uh, you know, and it's sort of one of them where I, it's not going to last forever. And I want to fucking while that's coming down, I want to use the time to bring make a transition. Because I, I, I mean, I played for loads of bands that I, that I've just joined and established bands like. You know, and I don't want to do that anymore. I want to make something. I want to create something. And, and, yeah. that, does that feed into what Dead Eye was doing? Are you more Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We so started writing together. What's your like routine like when it comes to Dead Eye? How often are you playing Dead Eye? How often are you writing? Etc. I do it as much as I can. Like whenever he's not doing the other thing, we'll do something. Um, so when you said you're recording now, when is the next session? Uh, we're mixing tomorrow, yeah. We've been making a record for about a year, so... Do you have a, an 
date in mind about when you want to bring it out? Is it just um, part of the process? Yeah, we want. I mean, we want to bring. It's supposed to have been done six months ago. But <laughs> <laughs> Did something in particular hold you back? I guess are you still uh, making it. I think our brains held us back. <laughs> no, actually, I've got to say, like, like, we we started recording to tape, like, okay. to, you know, and um, you know, it took it took a fucking it took like what 10 days for me yeah. to get the drums down you know recording yeah, it to tape doing songs. trying to get <laughs> that was just a single <laughs> you know but like trying to get the fucking perfect take and everything like the old days and everything man and it just shows you how good people like John Bonham you know Cozy Powell and all that lot were fucking they, they were just amazing right and 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 for me it was a bit of an eye opener to actually record it to tape and just being like fuck shit I can't play the songs without making the slightest mistake or whatever you know and it was like shit fuck 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 (laughs) you know so it took 10 days it took like 10 days to record it we were sitting there and mixing the other day and we were like why does the kick drum sound different every hit and we were going around in circles like can you compress it more or like do something or like put a sample with it because we could hear the discrepancies in every hit and then he was like no, I guess that's just his playing. That's how it sounded. Yeah, but and we could hear the difference in every hit. That's tape. Yeah, but I, 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 yeah, not every yeah. hit, but no. like every other hit. Yeah. like you know. But I think, but I think yeah. on those speakers as well, it, it really, yeah, exactly. you know, it's like, you can't hear. I'm blaming it, it on that. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> so when is Dead Idol next hit in the road? Have you got that plan uh, yet? Well, we got we got a couple of festivals in Romania. Um, in July, we're going to Germany, and then, fuck, I can't remember. <laughs> Romania, Germany, and then we're doing a few English dates in July. We tend to try and play abroad more. Have you got more? I know some of your music is on Spotify. You see the data and see where most of your listeners are coming from. Like, it's Europe where you're... Yeah, it's, mo- it's kind of strange, actually, because I... I looked at the insights thing, or, you know, like you say. Um, actually, we've got like people in America and people in um, fuck, I can't, Ukraine, I think, is, is one place yeah, where you know, the places we've never been, never been before. Do you have any idea why you might be popular there? No, it's great. Yeah, it's fucking, it's amazing. But I, I just have no idea. Like, yeah, but there's a but it helps that we've actually gotten out there and played a lot. So I think, yeah. I think for me, like the focus used to be for, for me when I was when I was like a fledgling drummer or whatever. You know, I wanted to always be in the biggest band ever. Like, you know, you get the dreams. Like, the, you want to be like, oh, I'm gonna be in the biggest band. For me now, it's not. It's not to be in the biggest band. I just want to work. Like I want to be. I want to make that my living. You know, that's my that's my dream now. To be able to just work and just play all the time, and even if it's not the biggest gigs or whatever. Like I don't give a shit. If I'm getting paid for it and it's it's my job and I still love it, then that's that's good enough for me. Do you know what I mean? Even like, if you're on the cajon like you were tonight. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Like, but if be like, able to love to do it. Yeah, that's my dream. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter if it's it 20 people or 2,000 people. Playing this play. As someone who is in the, like, I make music, I'm trying to put a band together. 
yesterday I had a rehearsal with a drummer and it didn't quite work out. I'm looking for four pieces. Me, I've got a guitarist, I've got a bassist, and I'm on the hunt for drummer. So yeah, I'm recording. I'm on the hunt for drummer. Do you have any advice for anyone who's starting a band? Any obvious mistakes you made, any hurdles you wish you could have avoided that you can help others to avoid? Well, the one thing that's um, helped me is actually like if you connect with someone on a personal level, you stay friends with them. Like it just so happens that he's an amazing drummer, but we connected on like a like a personal level as well. Like we like the same music and we got the same. We got a few idiosyncrasies that are the same and all that sort of stuff. I think I said that right, but yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like. I got into the thing where I was just looking for good musicians for a long time and firing people and firing people and, yeah. and it's, at the end of the day so you got to get on with people and just look for mates I think that are into the same things I guess instead of looking for musicians look for more mates maybe but with a conscious effort to know that you want them to play yeah. does that make sense because if someone sniffs that you just want them to be your sort of you know just be your drummer like you know for the, then it becomes a chore for them but if you no, want to do I'm something together saying, I'm starting a band like I had a rehearsal yesterday and didn't work out with a drummer I've got a guitarist and bassist I'm asking if you have any advice for start like I have I have the songs the material I'm trying to fast forward to the point of playing live so I have all of the material and even like the songs as separate instruments I have just the drums just play etc etc so I have the tools to teach people, but it's about actually just getting people to be in a band with you. Do you have any advice? As someone who can be something of a, a hired gun at joining bands, what do you look for? What, yeah, what makes you want to be in a band? Mates. Being friendly. Yeah, just people that you want to hang out with, because at the end of the day, if you don't get on with them, it's not gonna work anyway. it ain't going to fucking work. It's going to be shit. It's going to be... I mean, like, you know, been on, I've been on tour with people that... Not many, not many, uh, not many people that I really hate. There's been like one or two people that I've come off the tour and I've just gone, oh fuck, you know what, you know? Like, but me and him are best mates anyway, you know. He's a cunt, but he, you know. But like, um, but you know, like it's it really sucks when you come off tour and you're like, I've got to go on tour with that guy again, you know. It, it, it's the worst feeling in the world. Like, you know, I'd rather I'd rather be on tour with someone who who can't play as well as you want them to, but can can be a cool guy and fucking like and tour and be and handle it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and then then go on tour with someone who's a, a fucking dick, but they're amazing at their job. Right? You know. So my advice would be, don't always focus on the talent. You know. Much yeah, yeah. So I used yeah. to just look for the best drummer or the best bass player. Luckily, he's got both. He's got an amazing <laughs> guy and an amazing drummer. So, you know. <laughs> well, folks, thank you both very much for your time. Yeah, mate, thank you, man. Nice one. Until next time. It's a bad time with drum. <laughs> and that was that. Thank you again to Lenny and Jamie. That was a really cool conversation. Their performances were great, and I, I pulled my classic trick where. They mentioned they were in a band, they played their set, I ended the night right after them, but then I had queued up their song on Spotify. So as soon as the performance as soon as their performance was finished and I said good night everyone, I played their song and got to see them go, Oh wait, is this us? Yeah it is. And I 
pull my classic joke of, oh, have you heard of these folks? They're really up and coming. I've got There's big things in line for these folks. You should check them out. Big laughs all around. So, as you might have heard me saying a couple of times in this conversation, I did have a rehearsal on Tuesday with a potential drummer, and it didn't work out. We had different ideas, I and ultimately it was my fault. That I felt really bad because the drummer had travelled a long way to rehearse with us. And I hadn't done effective pre-production. I think that's the simplest way to put it. Basically, before we got together, I should have established exactly what it is I was looking for, exactly what I was going for. I didn't do that. I was just so excited to have a drummer. I made assumptions. They made different assumptions. We weren't on the same page. And it was we established pretty quickly it wasn't going to work out. So I was very grateful to them for coming all that way and very sorry that it, it didn't work out at all. And yeah, the search continues. But... A lesson has been learned, which is that I've mentioned on this podcast before how I, I can be very quick to toot the horns of others and you know big them up and help them out. But when it comes to my own thing, I'm very quick to put myself last. But that dog won't hunt in this situation. I have to get used to owning it and saying, this is what I'm after. This is what I want to do. It was a really interesting rehearsal because it wasn't just a case of us not seeing eye to eye with what I wanted, but with them being... And I, at the time, I was a bit heartbroken, but I've since, you know, I've recovered and I can see it now with a more professional eye. But the the whole the whole session became quite critical of my music itself and what and the situation I was in and what I was looking for. Because essentially what I'm looking for, to put it bluntly, are like three session musicians to play the music I already have and to help me to play shows and take this wherever it can be taken. But what the drummer was thinking of is the more organic start to a band where you get together, there's some seeds of ideas, but everyone has their input, everyone has some creative license. And they, I guess quite, I kept saying they've got more experience than me because the people I was playing with in that session have both had experiences with starting bands, being in bands, playing on the road, etc. Whereas I'm completely new to this. So I appreciated the experience and the advice they were giving in relation to that, which is that I'm in for a bit of an uphill climb if what I'm looking for are people to just play what I've already written. Because musicians who are capable of playing that will want to put their own input into whatever they're asked to be played. If I'm just looking for people to play what I've already written, it might be a bit lifeless or what have you. If it's, I'm just looking for hired guns and also that could be expensive. So yeah, it is a bit of an interesting situation I'm in. But I left that session just feeling all the more certain about what it is I want to do and I thought to myself if I'd come out of that thinking man maybe they're right maybe I should scrap everything and go back to the drawing board and start all over again then I would have questioned my commitment to my vision and maybe would have scrapped considered yeah maybe just quitting this altogether but the fact I left feeling I need to redouble my efforts it, it started out as heartbreak but it became a real confidence boost because I thought I was face to face with people who did not see eye to eye with what I want to do but rather than kowtow towards their suggestions instead, I've left feeling like, no, now I'm all the more certain that I want to do what I want to do. Because the biggest test audience I have is myself. And as long as I am as enthusiastic about what I want to do as I am, I have faith that others will feel the same way upon discovering it. It's just about getting to the point where people can discover what I do in the way that I want them to discover it. So a bit better than the completely rough demo form that I have right now. So it's still a long road ahead, unfortunately, a bit of a step backwards in playing live. Because I had a four-piece band for a moment there. But I think in the back of my mind, I knew there was potential for this to be the case. So I have 
some seeds out there of potential other players. But from now on, I'll be a lot more explicit about what I'm looking for so that I don't get to the point of a rehearsal and finding out only at that point that things aren't going to work out. If I'm a lot more honest and upfront about what I'm looking for from the start, I might move through people quicker, but I'll also arrive at the right person that much quicker as well. And I do think at this stage it will be someone I already know that leads me towards who I'm looking for. Yes, I can put adverts out on Gumtree or whatever. If there, I don't think there are any magazines that let you put ads in. Maybe put ads up in rehearsal studios, etc. But I think with all the people I've spoken to on this podcast and the people I'll continue to speak to, that might be my best way to find someone who fits the bill that I'm trying to fulfill. So yeah, that's it with me. A little bit of a downbeat thing, but hey, the only way is up. Someone else I've been speaking to a lot lately, Joe G, who you should really check out on SoundCloud. He's got a debut album called Landscape, which is fantastic. And he's been a really fantastic performer at our open mics as well. We also had our very last open mic at the Reliance, and everyone that played that night was fantastic. I was just thinking, where were all of you the past few weeks? But hey, it is what it is. But Joe G, I've been speaking to a lot. He's very enthusiastic about what he's pursuing, and he makes he makes you feel enthusiastic just by talking to him. And one of the things he left me with was, you can't stop progression. He was talking about his debut album and how his next album is going to be so much better because he's learned so much about every facet of his previous recording that he can do it much better in future. And someone he spoke to told him that you can't stop progression. As long as you keep doing what you're doing, you can only get better at it. And that's something I've really taken to heart. So thank you, Joe G, for the advice. Thank you to Sydney. It was at his rehearsal studio that the rehearsal happened, and I had a bit of a chat with him. And he, he, was, he kept saying to me, you're still young, you know, you've still got a lot of time ahead of you. So this is going to happen, but don't let it beat you down too much. So I appreciate that as well, Sydney. Thank you to the drummer as well for coming down and for playing with me as well. Sometimes you don't know until you go for it. And yeah, so might be a bit of a delay on playing that first show, but the search continues. If any of you listening know any musicians who are into post-punk, something along the lines of Interpol or Joy Division, but that can vary a bit and are willing to basically play the music that I give them, feel free to send them my way. Otherwise, thank you very much for listening, and I will catch you on the next episode. Hopefully it will be tomorrow, but you never know this thing. But most of all, take care of yourselves. Till next time. Actually, I know I just signed off, but I want to give a quick thank you to Buckley and Delilah. So, after their episode, when I put it up, I didn't know how to send them a message saying, hey, I've posted that episode, thank you very much. So I just tweeted about it and tagged both of them in the tweet. And they went on to retweet it and post their own tweets. And I got a bit of a bump in listening numbers because of that. So, bringing up the numbers here, because everybody loves numbers. On April the 6th, I had 306 plays. And then the next day, 42, 37. So everything kind of went back down again. But I can only imagine that bump is because Delilah and Buckley were very keen to promote the episode that we spoke on. So thank you very much to them. And I suppose I too should do more about putting out there who I've spoken to, etc. So keep an eye on that. Just search for Saddest Night Out, all one word, and you'll find some sort of social media avenue that I... I'm in. I don't know where I was going with that. Anyway, thank you again to Buckley and Delilah. Thank you again to Jamie and Lenny. Congrats again to Luther and Talk Show. And I'll catch you all in the next episode. Now I'm definitely done. See you around.